What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to Talk and Take Pod by Salis Group, where each voice matters. Music is like a wave, and it impacts in each moment of your life. And today we are having a great wizard of music who touches the life of many other people by sitting at his home itself. And that is none other than Mr. Philip from Favor Music. Welcome, Philip. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I really appreciate it. and how is your christmas preparations and weekend is going on um well i had a great weekend probably the mm-hmm. best weekend ever but um as for christmas preparations i have not really started shopping yet so i'm i'm super late but uh i don't know it'll be fine you know how about you how how's your uh, christmas preparations going it's like this covid time like for example like in india especially like the shopping centers and everything are very less so the shopping part is like one mm. percentage out of the last year but yeah. the family reunions i guess will happen a lot more because most of the people are sitting at home so it will be more easy for everybody rather than work lots and stuffs yeah so yeah, how's I the climate and stuff there like the cl- it's it's bad i'm i i mean like it's i think some people like it it, it just snowed recently which is beautiful mm. but uh i had to shovel it and that sucks um so i you, like i i kind of stopped liking snow because oh my of gosh. shoveling like i hate shoveling so much but yeah it's super cold too so yeah i remember the home alone scene like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it happens yeah. but yeah but for the people who doesn't uh, have it every year it will be something like a piece of art Yeah, I think exactly. Like I think snow is beautiful when it's once in a while and hopefully this is the <laughs> only time it happens because it looks great and it, it it is like a Christmas kind of spirit kind of thing but yeah, shoveling it is a pain in the ass for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, right now I need to start with asking you some areas which I need to know more. Like so Philip, were there any people from your family who were uh, before like from your starting itself whether in music like in your childhood or something like that your relatives or anybody who inspired you for opting or it's your decision who you choose and just came here so oh so who like who inspired me to um pursue music yeah. and everything yeah like like what i meant is like is there any family member who had that already in music before oh okay yes yeah, so when i was younger yeah my father is uh well he he doesn't play much anymore but he uh he got me into music and mm-hmm. so i was 7 years old and he bought me a drum set and i loved it i remember you know he made me play baseball and i hated baseball i remember i remember coming home from baseball one day in my uniform and i hated baseball and i was like yes my drums are here and i went to the drums and i didn't even know how to play them but i just loved them and And to be honest like I learned them pretty quickly, you know. And uh but my dad played guitar and when I would watch him play guitar I was like I got I have to do that. That looks so cool and and he taught me the first song I ever learned was Heart of Gold by Neil Young and then he taught me Blackbird by the Beatles. I was 9 years old and uh I was obsessed and you know my childhood was coming home from school, sitting on the computer, looking up guitar songs to learn. and i started taking lessons when i was 12 and uh, and in school i was i did like tuba i did trombone i just loved music so much um but i loved it in in uh i think my own way and i think that's what's important i think musicians need to or artists in general 
you need to love your art for your reason and your way. You don't need to think, oh, I'm a musician. Okay, I need to go to school for it. Or, oh my God, I'm a painter. I Okay, I should do a, be a graphic designer. You know, like if you want to, you should, but it's not like you have to go study crazy jazz or I don't know, yes. or digital photography if you don't want to. It's whatever you want, you know? And that was, that's something I wish, I, I hope more people can learn to do. But uh, yeah, so it was my father who got me into it for sure. Yeah. Okay. Following that, I need to know is that, like, uh, obviously, your parents were supporting you in music or arts in the beginning. But like, for example, if you started as a career or as a profession, obviously, there will be a tension among them also, like, whether he will earn or whether he will shine in that career, right? Any situation like that in the beginning? I'm a little, wait, I'm a little confused whether, say, say that one more time. Because I, I think I know what you're trying to say, but... I, can you try rewording it just in case? Because I want to make sure I get it right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can do that. Because, for example, like I'm interested in uh, what music itself. Let's say that, and but my parents are not sure whether I can do that completely or whether I can try in that career properly. So they, they will be telling me to go for this job or this course, which will uh, like for example, my the other guy will be best in that in our family. So they will be directing to us in that ways. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, wow. This is, this is a really good, uh, topic. I really, I actually, I really enjoy talking about this because, uh, you know, my parents were very supportive, but, uh, it didn't mean they were supportive all the time. And it didn't yeah. mean that they were supportive in the right ways all the time. And I get it, you know, like, you, you know, you can't be a perfect parent, you know, it happens. And, yep. But, um, and also they didn't know, you know, my, so my mother, so, okay. So my mother was, uh, from Spain and, uh, so she immigrated here when she was young to, here to America, New Jersey. And, um, she, uh, she was, she, she was raised pretty tough, you know, cause her parents, you know, were immigrants too. And they had to come to America to make more money. And, and my grandfather worked his ass off. He was such a hard worker. And so for them, it was like school grades you know, like college, you know, raise a family, that kind of thing. And luckily, my mom has worked her ass off. And I think she learned like, you know what, like, it's not life isn't about working. You know, like this whole overworking thing. Actually, there's someone I was talking to recently, she went to Cornell. And um, she which is a very, very prestigious school in our country. And when she came out of Cornell, all she wanted to do was play guitar. She was like, I'm over this whole overworking thing. And so I think luckily my mom trickled that down to me where she, of course she wanted us to do well in school and stuff, but she wasn't so like, oh, you can't, you can't go to school for music or you can't, you can't be in a band. Like you have to, you have to be a doctor. You know, it was nothing like that. Thank God. My mother is, you know, she's all about like, Phil, go travel. Like if I mm -hmm. told her I wanted to go live in a van and drive around South America, she'd say, go do it. That's awesome. Like, do it now while you're young, you know? She wouldn't, you know, she's not like uh, super overworked. Uh, she, she wouldn't encourage overworking. So, um, yeah, I think that really helped me a lot with that. Um, however, it didn't mean that it was, you know, she also had her worries too, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of uncertainty in that field. And, and yeah, also, you know, like you said, like if there's the worry that they think that you wouldn't be capable of it, or if that you wouldn't be good, you know, this is what I think about a lot. I have a lot of students and I think, you know, it comes down to like, first of all, 
it's not about worrying if someone would be good enough doing it. You know, you have to, you have to let, if, if you want to do, say it's music, if you want to do music and you want to try to make a living off of it and you are passionate about it, you can't really talk someone out of that. I mean, you could, but it'll ruin them. It, it'll, it'll really harm them. Mm-hmm. You have to let them do it. And if that means they fail, then they fail. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to fail. You know, it, 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 I think it's better to try music. Like it's like favors. I'm in favors. I think it's better for me to bust my ass trying to make favors work. And then five years from now, if it doesn't work, I say, whatever. That was a lot of fun. And uh, I express myself. It's something where like, even if you don't make a lot of money, it, it mm-hmm. still feels like a million bucks. You know, it still feels priceless. To, to have you guys listen to my music, like you guys invited me on to, to, to the indie, uh, to the, I'm sorry, to the Model United Nations performance. And uh, that was, it, I love stuff like that. And, you know, it's like, I didn't need to make money for that. I didn't need to get paid. And I needed, I didn't need to perform for thousands of people. I just, I did that. And you guys were so nice. And I get all these DMs on Instagram and that stuff truly touches me. I mean, it's, it's one of the most rewarding things I've ever felt in life. And to me, that's way better than getting, a good grade on a, on an essay for college or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, graduating at the top of my class. For me, it's human connection, you know, and, and that's something, yeah. I, something I appreciate. So, uh, you know, with my parents, I guess, um, you know, they were supportive, but there were times where they were worried. They're like, oh, maybe you should be a high school music teacher because you get benefits. And, you know, in my country, yeah. healthcare isn't free. It's super expensive. It's crazy expensive. Um, it's inhumanely expensive. And, so that's something that's going to be a challenge to afford. So they would, you know, I guess they would look at things like that, like, oh, we'll get this job. It's secure. And, and it's, well, it's music. So it should be good. It's like, just because something's music doesn't mean that's what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make, I want to create, yeah. you know, and I love, and I teach, I like teaching. I teach independently, but I don't want to work for a company. I don't want to work at a school. You know, I, I like to, if I can do it myself, I'd rather do it myself. So that was definitely a challenge. But I, but the thing is, what you have to do is you have to just do it. You will learn a lot and it will be hard at first. But as long as you accomplish things and as long as you end up growing, you can change your path because you're going to learn. You're going to change. You're going to think, well, I want to do this now or I should do this instead. I should teach these students. I should make this music. You will find your way. And eventually these people who were worried about you, once they see you're doing it, they stop worrying because they're like, all right, he figured it out, you know, and parents, it's not like, you know, let's say, let's say you, you wanted to be a famous drummer. You just love playing drums. Your parents might be worried. And, but it's like, can they really give you advice? Are they musicians? Were they in the band or anything? You know, like they won't, they're not qualified to give advice, but it's weird because they love you so much and you love them. Exactly. That it's yeah. hard to not listen to them. And I think part of loving your parents and having a good relationship is learning to recognize when they're wrong. And I think mm-hmm. that's okay. And I think ultimately it'll create a better connection, you know, in the long run. So the next thing I would like to know is like something connected to this. Okay. Like you, you had your education in a public school, right? Uh, so, yeah. well, uh, so it's like in the modern time, it's very common that it's more subjective rather than skilled one, right? So what's your opinion on that, for example, whether you were able to identify your skill at the very basic level when while you were doing your education or did it take a lot of time? Like, is there, was there any problem in the education you felt? Like, right now you are a teenager or an adult, right? So 
examining your childhood how was your education yeah um you know public school wasn't hard it wasn't hard at all um i mean there were times you know like a class would kick your ass and for me it was it was it was weird it was every other year one year i'd have math and i'd be amazing at it and the next year i sucked and the year after that i was it was always math it made no sense also i was i was i wasn't the best student um i was and when i took chemistry i was terrible at it i had no idea i just didn't care you know and one day i went on the teacher's computer and changed my grade in the computer <laughs> because i had really bad <laughs> grades but uh so you know sometimes you got to do stuff like that i guess <laughs> um or you could just study and not be a bum but uh, just explain that more i like i want to know more about that you know that was actually that's a great story that's all right so all right so my my dear friend rob a good we have matching tattoos on our legs he's a dear friend of mine and so he, in this classroom in a previous period he got this desk he took out all the screws and he put pencils little pencils inside the screw holes so it stayed up but if you put weight on it it would collapse so yep. next period my class went in rob was gone someone dropped a textbook on the desk not knowing the desk collapsed oh. okay. so the teacher was like oh shit so the teacher went to the desk and was fixing it and while he was on the literally on the floor fixing it i was like okay like i'm going to go like his computer is wide open i had just gotten i think a 37 on a test which is a really bad grade <laughs> like really bad and tests are like the highest you know they count so much out of grades so I, no uh, 37 out of 100 yeah yeah out of 100 oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah it was bad man it was bad so i was grade it was oh uh, i was um in 10th grade a sophomore in high school so two oh years before god. graduating yeah it was and so the thing is in in my public school you only had to take 2 years of science and then you can stop if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I stopped right after that year because I just I, I science is fascinating to me. I love the theories and the ideas and I love the accomplishments, but in terms of like the work, the math, the equations, I just couldn't really care about it, you know. And uh So Philip, is this the first time you're saying a crowd about this like whether if your teacher heard about this <laughs> you know what knowing that teacher i don't think he'd give a shit to be honest i mean like i think he would give a shit because he had to but if he found out now i think he'd be like yeah whatever man i mean and the thing is like i don't regret it you know i wish school was different i wish it wasn't like oh you're bad at chemistry like now you're a bad student it should be like okay like chemistry's not your thing we try exactly. you gave it a shot you should try something else and my country did made a mistake in recent years where they're focusing on the stem programs which is like mm-hmm. engineering and math which is great i mean that's fine if that's your thing but sadly they kind of just all went into that and schools are also cutting funding to art and to music and mm-hmm. that stuff pains me because i yeah. wish kids at such a young age aren't told like hey you're a you know oh you got a bad grade on your math test like you're not going to be anything in life and that's fucking horrible you know like that's not something you should ever be told especially at a young age but um but yeah no that story was great i i changed my test from a 37 to a 77 but what was great was after because i told my friend rob that i was like dude i went on the computer and like changed my grade and he was like what i'm the one who who did that to the desk I was like 
you saved my grade. Like I would have almost failed probably that semester. So bad. So like, no, like then after that, the report came, right? The overall report came and what was the reaction of your parents? Well, uh, no, how, I, how much mark you changed to be honest? That also we need to know. How was what? No, from 37 to what mark you converted? Oh, so here's the thing. I, I changed from a 37 to a 77. And th- I, this, was, <laughs> this is why. I couldn't go to a 97 because my teacher would be like, how the fuck did Phil get an A on a test? He would know because I sucked at chemistry. So I don't, I don't look like I wasn't good. Yeah. That planning is nice to be honest in that (laughs) fraction of seconds. We are planning a lot of things, right? For Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. That's Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually proud of myself for thinking of that. Yeah. Yeah. That that critical thinking won't happen in any point of life other than that. (laughs) Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it just, it happened so fast. I never thought I would do something like that, but I just knew how shitty my grades were and how I had no way of improving them. I mean, I guess I could have studied, but I was so deep into it. You know, In this class, I was literally, I was, so I brought my guitar into class a lot. My friends would tell me to bring it in and they wanted me to play. I was playing, when we, like we would take a test and I would start playing guitar because I didn't know anything on the test. And so I would play guitar just to pass the time and I would get like a failing grade obviously because I'm playing guitar not taking the test um it was hard to take seriously and also the teacher I think he was an alcoholic and I don't know I don't think he was like yeah I don't know he I don't know he was a nice guy he was a nice guy but I I think he just didn't really give a fuck I can't blame him I, I can't blame him you know I get it but um yeah yeah that was uh what was I don't know it, it really was just it was like all the planets aligned for that moment it was just like, wow, like my, my dear friend saved my grade without realizing it. Maybe that was your best day. Maybe the day was for it you. It was definitely a win, a, a true victory, you know? Yep. It was, and, and right after I did that, other kids saw me like, oh, shit, they wanted to change their grade too. <laughs> so r- they tried and they got caught. And that was hilarious. Oh. He was like, hey, get away from my computer. I was like, dude, I just, I just made it. Like, I got so <laughs> lucky. They didn't get in trouble. He didn't really care. I mean, I don't think he knew they were changing their grades, but uh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Okay. The next thing I would like to know is that what are your other hobbies, like other than music? Um, I play a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, you know, it's weird. I love music, you know, but I, uh, I play video games. I like to read. I haven't, although I haven't been reading lately, but mm-hmm. uh, at times I definitely obsess with reading and I read a lot and I like poetry. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, I don't know. This year I was big on just trying to take things less seriously and just try to re- enjoy more, you know, cause I was always beating myself up, always thinking like every day I gotta be more productive. Like, mm-hmm. Oh should I should have written a song today or I should have recorded something, or I should have done this, I should have went here, did that. And it's like, that's no way to live, man. You know, if you live this perfectionist lifestyle, um, you'll, it's impossible. You, you'll never be satisfied. It's only torture, you know? And it sucks because I know perfectionists who accomplish a lot and they're still bummed all the time. It's like, yep. dude, what? You do so much. Like, you gotta, you gotta cut yourself slack. So this year I was learning a lot to just go easy on myself. So a lot of it's just relaxing. Um, I, I live with my cousins, which is a, a, a true gift. And um, I just, I spend time with them and hang out. 
and uh, spend time with friends when I can. And you know, even I guess was, from your Instagram post and everything I watched for like a lot of time right now, I guess you are a good nature lover. Like you love to be yeah. with in nature, right? I love it. It's it's yeah. yeah, and 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 that's what I'm so bummed about with this stupid ass pandemic because. Uh, I want to travel, you know, uh, one of my favorite things I did two years ago, I traveled, I went to Spain mm-hmm. and my friends and I drove across the entire country and every day we woke up, we, 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 we didn't know where we were going to go. We just had a rental car. We said, we went on our phones. We said, all right, like let's do Airbnb. Okay. This town looks cool and it's cheap. Let's drive there. And you saw so much beauty. Spain is just filled with mountains and, and, and farms. And it's just amazing. And, um, you know, and that, and I was like, damn, I want to do this every year, you know, and then stupid COVID happened. And, uh, cause I mean, like I, I was actually, we were supposed to go to India like next month and for uh, oh the God. Moody Indigo festival and in, and IIT Bombay. And it, it, it I just first saw that. Started, yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. That. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm a great yeah. follower of you. I, I just, yeah, I just see are. everything yeah. you post. You are, man. You're, I appreciate you. You're a good fan, man. You're the man for that. And, uh, and that's, there was that's another person story. also with you, right? In the poster? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a poster mm-hmm. of me and, uh, and Kayla for, yeah, uh, the, the uh, Moody Indigo page posted it, which was yeah. awesome. I, I got, we got so lucky. I can't believe they found us. And I was so thankful. And it's, it's the coolest, you know, Moody Indigo is fucking huge. That show, that concert, I had no idea it existed, but, I was invited. I was like, what is this? And I looked it up. I was like, oh my God, like this is the greatest opportunity I've ever been given. Mm-hmm. And of course it happens the year of a fucking pandemic, but luckily <laughs> they're doing the virtual thing and it looked, the yeah. virtual platform looks dope. But anyway, yeah. So I, what I wanted to do was, you know, I've, most of our fans are in India and you guys are so nice. You know, all these Indian friends I've made, they're so nice. And like what I wanted to do was, go to India, perform at Moody Indigo, and then do a living room tour where I just plan out. I talk to a bunch of fans and say, hey, if you let me sleep on your couch for free, I will perform for you and your friends. And Don't uh, worry. Just, if next time you are coming here, definitely there will be a place for you. Okay. <laughs> that See, you're, you're so nice. And as for you, brother, as for you too, if you ever come to New Jersey, just here's the thing. New Jersey sucks. So if you come, there's not a lot of fun to do but you can sleep on my couch um, <laughs> and we can hang out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I thought that'd be fun because India looks beautiful. There's so much, there's so much to do there and the culture and the people. I mean, like, I was like, this is so sick. I would, I would go for a month if I could, I would love to go for a month and travel and just live. And then this damn pandemic, man, but, but maybe next year, hopefully I can just do it next year. That'd be a fun time. I think. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I would like to know is that, for example, like uh, there will be a gradual shift in people. Like in the beginning, you will love one thing, but when you are into that, some people will feel that this is tough. So this is not my area. They will move to something else, and then they also they will feel that this is not my area. There are people who are having that jumping mind, right? So yeah, what do you feel about that? Like whether you have felt in some point of life or something like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think yeah. This is. You know, first of all, dude, I, I'm so happy to be on this podcast because I love talking about these things. <laughs> um, this is truly something I, I hope everyone can can take time to think about. But um, yeah, so I, you know, I think that's something 
literally every single human being you have ever seen with your eyes has experienced. I think every single person has done that. They jump around. I want to do this. I want to do that. Because first of all, there's so many options in life, you know, how, how can you not jump around? It's like when you're at a restaurant and you're looking at this big ass menu, you're like, I want this. Ooh, you know what? I want that. I want this. Yep. And life is kind of just like one restaurant, one big restaurant menu where you just, you just keep trying things out. And, and, you know, life is really just, it's just ruling things out. You just rule things out the whole time. You do something, you love it. You're like, this is fun, but I don't want to keep doing this. Or you're like, wow, this fucking sucked. I never want to do this again. And I think if you're jumping around, just please do not think that means you're failing. Please do not think that means you don't know what to do and you're screwed. That's not what it means. You're not supposed, I would be more worried to hear about someone in their twenties, teen, teens or twenties to be like, Oh yeah. Like I'm, I know I want to be a doctor, you know, I'd be like, hopefully, first of all, that's a very generous profession. And if that's what you want to do truly, I'm so happy for you and you should do it. But I also think it's kind of hard to know at such a young age. You know, I changed my mind a lot. I knew it was going to be in music because that was the only thing I really cared about so much to do that. But I didn't know how I was going to do it. And uh, I changed my mind a lot. First, I wanted to be a teacher in a high school. And then I screwed up my college audition and I didn't want to do it. And then I wanted to work in a music studio or for a record label. And then I was like, wow, those working conditions are horrible. And these companies are terrible. I don't want to do that. And now I teach independently and I love it. And maybe I might do something else one day. I think it's better to try your best to jump around because it keeps life more interesting. It makes things more fun and you explore yourself. I mean, think of it. How many, you know, at at least in my country, it's a common thing where like when you talk to people who are like middle aged, you know, like in their 40s or 50s. Uh, they always have these huge regrets almost like these regrets of like, Oh my God. Oh, I wish I did this or, Oh man, like stick with the music, man. Like, uh, I wish, I wish if I could go back, Oh man, I would have never quit. And so you're, you're talking to people who did the safe thing. You know, they did the thing that was safe that they, that everyone's told to do this, get a job. You'll be, you know, you get the benefits and here they are, you know, 20 years later and they're like, yeah, I wish I didn't. And it reminds me of, you know, the, the actor Jim Carrey. He has a great quote. He talked about how when he was younger, his father, I think he was a comedian or an mm-hmm. actor, but he quit because he wanted a safe job. So he became an accountant. And then he got laid off and his family was poor for a long time. Like they, they really struggled. And Jim Carrey said, you know, you can fail at the safe thing, too. You know, the safe thing won't always save you. Like, here's this guy who gave up on his dreams to do the safe thing, and he got screwed, you know? And so I think we need to stop pressuring people. We need to stop being like, oh, well, like, oh, you're in your 20s. You don't know what to do. That's normal, man. Like, how is that not normal? How do you have life figured out in your 20s? How do you come out of college? Like, you finally, you've been in school ever since you first were able to think you know, think of it. You were five years old and you were in school forever. It's like a prison almost. It's kind of like being in prison <laughs> from when you're a baby and then you're let out and you're like, what do I do? And college is like, hey, you owe us like $100,000. So now you have to go get a job and pay it off. You know, it's this awful system. I, you know, I, I, I don't know what it's like in India, but in, in America, the two things that are killing us 
financially are schools and uh, healthcare. It's inhumane. It's inhumane. And uh, I guess it's like, very same in every countries, like in the developing and developed nations, to be honest. And Philip, uh, I'm really sorry because I was having a network issue and I just changed my place. Okay. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I guess it's very same in every country. It's like the developing and developed countries, like health and the education is something which you value more. But the employer, like the employees, will be getting paid very less because competition is very much higher. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and to be honest, like I wonder about that. I'm like, is that bullshit though? Like <laughs> it's 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 competition because the competition exists, of course, but. It doesn't mean you have to get paid less, especially mm-hmm. in America, the richest country in the whole fucking world where like our wages are bad, you know, mm-hmm. you know are, are so bad. And but, but the thing is, like, I would say from the Indian concept, OK, for example, so if you are saying that I'm just getting paid $14 per, for one hour. And what we will ca- calculate is that one dollar is equal to seventy Indian rupees. So that will be very much great. What if I work for eight hours a day? That is the concept which we think about, and the outsiders will think about. But the expense you have in your country is not exactly. what they will think. About. Yeah. Yeah, and you know exa- exactly, and yeah, and see that's a great point you made because. That's the thing. America is the richest country in the world and therefore everything's more expensive. So like, yep. which is weird. It's so funny because it's just that it means money is just really proportional. It's just this weird game of, of proportions. And like, you know, it's it blows my mind. There are these countries who are way poorer than our country that have way less money, yet they have free health care. They have free college and their mm-hmm. standard of living is higher and they're happier. And it's like, and here we are, everyone's, you know, like people are, you know, okay, so you're talking about money. So 14 bucks an hour is that's a lot you were saying that's like a lot of money in india that's like not a bad wage right it's pretty yep. good but here it, it, you can't actually live off 14 dollars an hour yep. it's not exactly possible um but america's weird because there are some states where you might be able to some states you can get you can pay rent for 400 dollars a month other mm-hmm. places like in new jersey it's going to cost you at least like like a thousand a month 1200 mm-hmm. new york is going to be 2000 i mean it's it's insane. It, you go to you go to one state and, and it's cheap as hell, and another state it's like what the fuck. So I don't know. America's massive. I think that's another problem with countries having a lot of uh, you know when they're they're very big. I can I can relate it a lot because I just looked about my undergraduate programs in various states in U.S. To be honest, and like the uh, what the living fees, the expense. I was like, oh my god. Then I will just stay in some other nations and I will just do that. Oh my God. Look, yeah, man. Like if there's any advice I can give you, do not go to college in America. It's not worth it. All it, It's complete bullshit. All that shit they say. Oh, well, it's American education. Fuck all that. Go to Europe. Europe is so much better. It's, mm-hmm. it's free. Like it's so dumb. Cause people say like, Oh, America has better education. It's like, yeah, maybe. But even if that is true, it's like, is it worth the cost? Like to me, that's like saying like, oh, you should buy this car because it's better. But it's like, yeah, but I don't want to spend $100,000 on a fucking car. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather get a, a good car for free than a exactly. better car. You know, it's like, a hundred, like literally people come out of college tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes over $100,000 in debt. Do you know what that would do to you psychologically? 
imagine like again you were in this school prison since you were five you know yeah. you were you were locked up you didn't know anything your parents paid for your lunch you know things were handed to you you had to ask to go to the bathroom all these things and and then they're like hey you owe us sixty thousand dollars and it's like imagine what that would do to you at that age i think that i think that messes people up you know i have some credit card debt right now it's not mm-hmm. that much but it's like it's still something i worry about and it's not even a lot of money i can't even imagine people who are in crazy debt so look man dude unless you get a scholarship do not go to school in america don't mm-hmm. just go to europe or something it's so much cool and europe's just also i think europe's just cooler than america i guess so this will be the biggest advice you can give to the asian people because like there will be a lot of ads coming in the webs and we people like even i'm telling about myself because but, but rather i had an experience i can relate at least to some extent but otherwise like these people will die seeing the facilities the offers they do and they will just get enrolled and at mm-hmm. some point these people will just get dropped out and they will end because of the expense yeah yeah you know yeah think about that they think imagine that like yeah you're right they could drop out they're in debt and they have no degree they got yep. nothing you know and that's that's something i wish this country would i mean, first of all i just wish my country would do free college i think that's the greatest <laughs> solution to all of it because it's insane right now they're thinking about canceling student debt i think it's like 1.7 trillion dollars worth of debt mm-hmm. and i hope they cancel it but sadly that won't fix anything that yep. won't it, the debt's just going to come back And, yeah, uh, the next cycle is just progressing, right? They will just come yeah. back very yeah. Exactly. I I think they just got to get rid of it, you know. You got to make college free. And I think you need to change college. I my you know, me and my cousin talk about this a lot. My cousin's super smart and he has a lot of good ideas and we agree that college needs to be changed. If you make it free, it shouldn't take four years uh to get a bachelor's degree in many fields. So for example, <laughs> if you're uh pursuing say mechanical engineering mm-hmm. it's like well you shouldn't have to take electives if you don't want to you shouldn't mm-hmm. have to take spanish you know like it's so shitty how in our country um you go to college and they say oh well you know we want to give you a really like well-rounded learning experience and so you have to take electives and oh you're an, you're an engineer well you still need to take english literature and world history and it's like you know that's really nice you guys want to give us a greater education but you guys are also fucking making us pay for it you know it's like exactly. it's they're forcing yeah, you to I pay can, for it yeah i can i can understand it's yeah, like a double business right yeah 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 it's a bit that's the thing it's literally a business and that's like you see like you said you guys get you i didn't know asia gets advertisements from western schools and to of me that's course. so messed up cuz cuz they and they do do when in my country when you turn 17 or 18 you get letters in the mail constantly from colleges saying we're the you know come to our school like exactly it's such yes. bullshit it's like getting a it's like getting a magazine in the mail for a store it's no different it's complete fucking bullshit but uh philip just think of a student or a child who is fascinated to move to us but he haven't have any quality to move to be honest i didn't mean the ex skills but academic quality but he is just having it in dreams when he sees this, this mail what will be his condition he will be saying oh my god this college called me personally for the same and he will be just explaining like that to his parents and think that his parents is not that much literate especially in asian countries especially in india 
the uh, children are more educated than their parents like literally so they will yeah, believe yeah. children a lot so think of a situation like that and you and know then, yeah sorry continue you're totally no, no. right yeah just say your opinion i just need to know about it i mean and i'm glad you brought that up you nailed it i never thought of it like that um because i guess that's not something i've ever come close to experiencing <laughs> yep um and and so like again like you know don't get me wrong in america parents are still crazy about college they're like it's a lot of money but it'll help you get a job you know it's, but the, it's nuts yeah but the thing i feel is that you you guys are raised more in a self dependent way right rather than like forcing you for everything and anything happening in your life you know i think it's more common in my country but um mm. it, there's still a lot of what you guys experience too i think in this country of my parents my parents my pa- i mean it's, so okay so hold on first to touch on what you talked about cuz i love what you brought up you you nailed it that the kids are smarter than their more, are more more literate than their parents right yep and like these western colleges they know that they know this shit and that's why they're sending <laughs> these fucking letters to you guys you know and that's wrong that's that's so that to me that's kind of like um that's like you know, you, all right. It's like um, it's, it's just like, like us. Like, yeah, it's just like selling in an open market, like about your college. Yeah, it's like it's like when religion. So like, look, I'm not here to to shit on religion. I think yeah, religion yeah. can be healthy. I think religion can be fulfilling and spiritual, but when it's massively organized and there's a lot of money involved. It gets bad. And to me, this is similar to religions being like, you know, in America, there were problems with um, tel- some people called televangelists who were these hardcore Christians who were who ran TV shows, who would who, who live television, who would say like, oh, if, if you if your life is bad, send the church money, you know, mm-hmm. you know? and you're, you're playing on people's fears and their beliefs. And you're taking something that people hold so dear to them. And you're you're fucking them, and and so what's happening in in your case is like these parents they're they're illiterate. They want what's best for their kids, so they get this letter exactly. in the mail, and they yeah. think their kids chosen, but really they're just being scammed. You know, please anybody listening, do not go to college in America unless you can absolutely comfortably afford it, because that amount of debt is crippling. Go to even, Europe. Yeah, even I know particular cases in personal life. Uh, there are fake mails coming in box. They just pay everything. For example, like the visa, your ticket, your first college fees, and everything. And they just go to the airport, and there will be nothing. Even your name won't be there in the ticket list. And you, it will be not just small amount. It will be like fifty to sixty lakhs of Indian rupees. That's insane, man. That that's yeah. that's criminal. That's shit. That's and criminal. For ex- yeah, but for example, like if you have uh, took a financial loan and are you going, it will be double worse. Like you cannot explain them saying that this was fake. This was something which came in our mail. Even if you register a criminal case, it won't take a long. It like it will end very soon. They will say that this ID is not found or something like that. They Because the police, they, they are not that much interested in taking that case along unless and until it's very sensational or they, they have a clue about that. Yeah. That make that makes sense. It, yeah, that's that's what's so. And, and, yeah, it's so sad. There's so many crimes that get swept under the rug in all countries that are like, eh, we can't, we can't do anything about that. And people get yeah. screwed by it every day. And 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 that's what sucks about my country is that 
These people don't get held accountable. Rich people in my country get away with fucking anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like like the 2008 fiscal crash, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the economic recession. Bankers screwed us. It happened because bankers were screwing us and doing irresponsible things with our money. It was awful. And what happened was our country was like, we got people have to pay for this. And no one, no one went to jail for it. The only people, I think some people went to jail, but they weren't the people responsible. They were smaller <laughs> pawns. But it happened from the top. It happened at the top levels. And those people walk free. And colleges, you know, um, like in our country, there's been shit where we've seen that um, the admissions uh, departments in some colleges have been paid by rich parents to allow their kids into the school. And that's, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. If it's not illegal, it's super unethical. And these people should be going to jail. They should, or they should definitely be getting fired. And what, but whatever. I mean, the thing is, there's no accountability. And when there's no accountability, you have to take things in your own hands and you have to decide what's right for you. And sadly, it's hard. I mean, how can you convince if you're, if your parents are not as literate as you, if your parents had worse opportunity than you, how can you convince them and say, look, I can't go to school in America. This is, this is, this will be terrible for me. And they'll be like, no, you need a better education. Trust us, trust us. I feel bad for a lot of Asian countries because they're in a shitty, I'm, I'm lucky to grow up in such a wealthy country and to have a mother who made a lot of money um, where I can pursue music and have freedom, you know, uh, where I could have take, I took my time. I wasn't a great college student at first either. I I took my time. Mm -hmm. I was bouncing back and forth with college. I was moving all around with ideas and everything. Um, So, you know, there's that. And, I'm lucky and I, and I understand I'm privileged in that sense and that not everyone can have that. I get it. When you got to pay bills, you have to put food on the table. You might not have the luxury of time to try different career paths or to, or to think, you know what, I'm not going to go to college this semester. I'm going to travel and see the world and, and learn what I want to do. And I wish everyone had that opportunity. Yeah. And uh, what I need to know, so like the time is getting a lot way up, but I, what I need to know is that, for the, there are a lot of people who know their talent or their passion area, but it's not enough confident to do what next. So uh, from your life, Philip, what is your great message you need to say to everybody who is listening? Yeah, this is, a, you know, for, dude, you guys, I think you guys just really get it. You, you guys really mm-hmm. understand life. And uh, I, this is a really refreshing conversation for real. I, I don't have these conversations often. So, so thank you for this. Um, because yeah, that, that's a huge thing. Confidence. Um, confidence is hard. I think a lot of people lack it, and I understand that. As I ha- I struggle with confidence as well, and um, for me, therapy helped a lot. I see, I go to therapy, and um, also learning to love myself, and uh, that was hard because I, I I lived in a toxic household, and you know that affected me a lot, and I I was in toxic relationships where I was treated horribly, just horribly. And at the time I didn't realize, at the time I thought this is okay, this is fine, or I need to be better. And then one day, I remember the day it all hit me. It, I remember I was sobbing. I was crying my eyes out. And I was like, I never loved myself. I hated mm-hmm. myself. You know, like every time I looked in the mirror, you know, I never, I never thought I was good. Like I never thought I was good enough at things. You know, I thought, you know, and you have to, you have to be patient. What you have to do is you have to cut yourself slack 
and you have to love yourself like you would a dear friend. You, you have to, if you saw a dear friend struggling and not knowing what they want to do in life or, or being confused or scared or being not confident or, or insecure, think of it. You would be like, what, why are you thinking that you're the, you're the best. I love you, you know, yeah. but we never do that for ourselves. No, do we, you know, we weren't taught that way. And uh, I think we need to start thinking like that. I think, and that's actually, it's funny. That's literally uh, what favors is all about. That's what the name was about. It's about how doing favors for others is really beautiful in life. And I've gotten where I am today because of many favors from people and ge generous favors. But what's almost more important is trying to remember to do favors for ourselves too, you know, and I think we forget that. So for anyone struggling with confidence, go easy on yourself, forgive yourself, try to be aware. And uh, if you're ever beating yourself up, just try your best to remember, hey, I'm a human being, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be perfect. And you got to love yourself every step of the way. And if you're ever feeling like how I like to think of it is I'm ever feeling down or sad or insecure. You know, I think it's normal to be like, fuck, come on, Phil, like, don't think like this, like, get out of this, you know. But I think it's almost better to be like, hey, it's okay. You know what? You can lay in bed and, and feel like shit for a little bit. You can cry. You know, you can you can feel shitty. That, you exactly. know, that's okay. It, it'll pass. And uh, be like, hey, get through this. And once you're feeling better, you know, go do something good for yourself. Go treat yourself. Have fun. Live life. I think, I think if people, if there wasn't so much pressure in society, uh, I think um, people would naturally be more confident because they wouldn't be facing... I mean, think of it like th what we all talked about, say career. Mm -hmm. That's a huge, that's a huge, people identify with their career. So when people are telling you what to do with your life and it doesn't agree with in your head what you want to do, boom, like how can you not be insecure? How can like, think of it like, what if people were telling me, Phil, you know, you're good at this. You should be a doctor or something, mm -hmm. which would never fucking happen. But if they're like, <laughs> you should be a doctor. But in my head, I'm like, I want to be a musician. I would feel so scared to even tell people that for years. I felt so deep down. I knew I wanted to be a songwriter, but I was scared to bring that up when people were like, Oh, what do mm -hmm. you want to do? I'd be like, Oh, I want to, you know, maybe work in a studio and get a job. But no, I knew the whole time I want to write songs. And then once I finally, I remember that hit me too. I was like, that's it. This is what I'm going to do for now, at least, you know? And like, and when people ask, I'll tell them and I don't care if they don't get it, they don't get it, man whatever Very, but i know yeah. i know they'll still love me it's okay yeah and moving to that what i need to know is that what are the upcoming projects we can hear from famous well yeah so that's been a huge thing lately because i've been stuck in a lot of ways because mm -hmm. i have a, a ton of music ideas i just wasn't sure how to release it if it should be an album or an ep but i think i just figured it out so i think with the new year there's going to be some cool announcements coming your way. Um, so but, I, I guess, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess how people can, the people who are hearing, I guess they will hear it by 27th or 28th roughly. So I guess everybody can eagerly wait for the new year to have a very good blast, right? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, we can say that for sure. I don't know when in the new year, you know, I don't want to give a date yet until, I don't like to give a date until I send the music out to be put on Spotify, yeah. you know, but, uh, uh, just just to just to assure you guys it j again it was the other literally i think it was last week it, it i it hit me i was like 
oh my god i know what i'm gonna do now like i figured it out so to be, yeah to be honest like petals and all are really epic <laughs> thank dude thank you so much it, it blows my mind that people listen that i i made these songs in my room out of my experiences and and uh some some serious things i went through in life and the fact people listen to it is it's so fulfilling and, and this ties back to what we talked about before it's like you know i don't need a million dollars for that 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 mm-hmm. you know getting these messages from you guys hearing these compliments it's just it it's you can't even describe what how great it is and i love it and i love all you guys for your support and how, how nice you are to me i really appreciate it okay uh, the last question to be honest like is the lit that a lot of people maybe just is academic oriented right now due to the online schooling and pressures in many countries okay so what is the biggest tips you can give in order to make it more productive like to choose your passion work upon that and stuff like that yeah so yeah i did online college i got a a, a bachelor's degree from berkeley college of music mm-hmm. online and uh, yeah online school is a, is a pain in the ass it it's really hard because it comes down to your own responsibility that's it's really mm-hmm. tough however what i would suggest is looking at it in the coolest way possible which i think online school if you have the discipline is ideal because mm-hmm. school doesn't have to become your life you know you don't have to sit in the class for 3 hours a day to then do 3 hours of homework that night so what was great about online school was that they would have a lot of times they would have like the whole week's lesson mm-hmm. ready right at right on monday And so if you were if you were if this stuff came naturally to you you could be like oh this is easy I'm just going to skip the lesson and just do the homework I'm going to do the assignment and I would do that and get good grades and mm-hmm. I'm like why well, I literally saved myself like a college that would have taken 6 hours I did it in 1 hour you know and then on the flip side say you're struggling you're like shit I don't have to worry about you know going to class not understanding things and hoping I have enough mm-hmm. time to talk to my professor and said so you're like I can take my time this week. You know, I did the easy classes first. I have 5 days to try to get this hard shit. I email my professor and uh that's how I like to think of it. I was like you're you're more in control. However, you know, sometimes you get lazy. I get it. Um <laughs> I guess what I would say is try not to hand things in late cuz some professors that was my biggest problem. They let you hand things in late. They're like, "Yeah, look, just get it's okay. You could be a week or two late. I don't care." Which is great. It's cool cuz I like that they're they're to them they they were just about learning they're like you know no we want to make sure you understand this stuff which i think is fundamentally correct and 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 uh, the most ethical approach especially if you're paying for college it's insane that you're paying for something and you could be punished if you hand something late it's like fuck you man i'm paying money for this like <laughs> i'm paying your salary man very Shut true up, you know but like so i think even if they let you hand things in late just try your best not to because you let things i let things pile up like bad. I remember one semester I tried to do five classes in 12 weeks and mm-hmm. uh that was hell. I never I would never recommend that to anybody. You know, I I don't want to be like one of those guys that's like, "Oh yeah, I did it. I worked my ass off. I worked a job and did five classes at the same time." I did. And I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. It was super shitty. Don't ever do that. I'd rather people take two classes a semester than take five. Take your time. But yeah, online school just try your best, get some kind of routine. um if you can make it first thing in the day just sit, you know get your cup of coffee get a bowl of cereal just take out your laptop while you eat i think just opening your laptop and pulling up that website 
that's one of the biggest steps. Just having exactly. it on your face, you know? Put on put on some TV in the background, put on some music, go easy on yourself, do an assignment, take a break, whatever. Um, but it's once you get a balance, it's, it's awesome. I really think it's really cool. Exactly. And I guess this is one of my favorite time till in the last eight months because I was sitting a lot of time alone and when I was with you, I think that I was having a person from the same wavelength or something like that because I just started to get connected, to be honest, a lot of things. And I guess many of the people who are here also, they will also get connected because there will be a lot of situations when you need to head out and choose whatever you want because I want a lot of people in the future who will be there, uh, like people who just point out and said you are not good, won't be there in your mysteries or in your success. It's you who frame it and it's who you leave, right? So, mm. Philip, to be honest, you didn't just talk about music. You just told about the schoolings. You told about your careers, your strategies and everything. And I guess that's something more uh, than what I expected, to be honest, because some artists, they will just speak about music, their next projects. And like, for example, publishment or what say advertisement, that is what they majorly look upon when they get an event. But you are entirely different. Like, I guess even the Thank people you. who hear this, they will feel that because and it's nice to hear, get a lot of tips from you. And with that said, once again, I'm thanking you and to all the what the listeners out there you can connect with him you can get more details from him and if you have any clarification then just check his instagram it's super cool at least hear petals because it's one of my favorite okay <sighs> if you have time just hear that and you, you will just automatically hear the other things so don't worry and with that said it's me rojan signing off from okay.